This is Raider Nation Radio 920, live from the Raiders practice facility at the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center. I think this, that somewhere within the first five to ten plays of the game, the other team's quarterback must go down, and he must go down hard. This is Unnecessary Roughness. Here's your boy Q. And the slow drip process continues. Oh, yeah. The NFL. Fantastic. (laughs) The slow drip process with the schedule continues when it comes to the NFL. The Raiders just tweeted out their first home game, which is going to happen on week two, September 18th, 125 p.m. versus Kyler Murray and the Arizona Cardinals. So that's the first home game and the Raiders are or all the teams around the league are allowed to announce their first home game at 3 p.m. Pacific Standard Time so as you look at the clock 303 that is why the Raiders have tweeted out the home opener versus the Arizona Cardinals so there you go you know one game for sure that's going to happen uh, at Allegiant Stadium when it's going to happen and if someone just tweeted at me yay no D hop De- De- DeAndre Hopkins is out for the first six weeks of the season as he's serving a suspension so let's get uh, the Cardinals with no DeAndre Hopkins, Kyler Murray, and they'll get them with uh, Marquise Hollywood-Brown, who they made a, a trade for during the draft. And the one thing I'll say about the Cardinals, Kyler Murray, and even Cliff Kingsbury, the head coach, they do really well early in the season, and then they tail off towards the end of the season. So uh, take that with a grain of salt. Don't know how good they're going to be this year. Uh, they tried to make it a little bit more uh, college-friendly for Kyler Murray, getting Marquise Hollywood-Brown, who was his college teammate at Oklahoma. They had some good 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 stuff together. They did some really good things together. So I can see uh, that being a nice connection, a nice one-two punch, but with no DeAndre Hopkins, I think that is definitely, I don't want to say a win, like I'm saying that the Raiders are winning that game, no doubt, but that's a win not having to see DeAndre Hopkins. So there's one game that we know about as a matter of fact. Let's go out to the Raider Nation listener line, 702-365-9200. Let's talk to our guy, Mike in Killer Cali. Mike, what's on your mind? Welcome to the show. What's up, Q? I love the show. Uh, thank you for all the content you cover. Yes, sir. Uh, well, as, over the schedule, man, it's hard to pick with all the opponents on the schedule, but three games that do stand out to me definitely is, of course, always respect the Battle of the Bay. Yep. The Raiders being from L.A., you got the Battle of L.A., Rams, Raiders, and to me that's the key one because we are playing the defending champs at their house, but I hope uh, Raider Nation does fill, fill the the stands with uh, nothing but silver and black, you know, because I always hear Ram fans talking smack, you know, this is L.A. especially now uh, that they won the Super Bowl. You got to hear it, put up with them, but of course, we always throw up the three because we still have three. They're playing catch-up to us mm-hmm. as far as Super Bowl trophies, uh, uh, Lombardi trophies. Uh, and the third one, of course, is definitely uh, the Chiefs game. You know, <laughs> we, right? We gotta beat the the defending AFC West champs. You know, we gotta measure up to to see where we are as a team. If we can't beat those uh, prime, uh, you know, teams, and where are we at? What does that show for our players? You know, so we gotta go in there and be ready for those. Uh, I mean, all games, but definitely uh, those three games stand out to me. 
Right. Good stuff. Hey, thank you for the call, Mike. I do appreciate you. Uh, and, yeah, those are some good games. And, of course, there's going to be a lot of good games to look forward to uh, on the schedule. The AFC West is going to be such a dogfight, so those games are going to matter so much. And uh, I don't even, I'm not even including those games and how good this, this season is going to be. And uh, some of those teams that are on the Raiders' schedule are some tough, tough outs. So just got a tweet from Raider Javi. We open the season on the road. Yes, the Raiders open up the season on the road. And as our Vinny Bonsignor from uh, Raider Nation Radio 920 in the huddle comes Right after me starting at 4 o'clock, uh, he has just put out a, a piece. The Raiders open on the road against the Chargers, home opener a week later. So, uh, as I mentioned, all the teams in the NFL can put out their very first home game right now. So, the Chargers put out a statement or a tweet that uh, said the Chargers open up against the Raiders. So, Vinny picked that up and uh, realized that the Raiders open up on the road against the Chargers, and then they have their home opener against the Cardinals. So, really, you know the first two games of the of the 2022 season for the Silver and Black, uh, the, the Chargers and then the Cardinals, uh, and that is, again, because the, the, the league is, is allowing teams to put out their, uh, their first home game. So it uh, should be fun come 5 o'clock to find out the whole thing, the whole meal deal. But, uh, yes, they open up on the road. They're going to be playing the Chargers, and then they'll come to Allegiant Stadium and take on the Arizona Cardinals. Let's go out to the Raider Nation listener line again, and let's talk to our guy Fargo Raider. What's on your mind? Welcome to the show. Hey, Hugh, Jared, thank you for taking my call. Damn, man. Don't nobody want to open the season with that Shiki's kid? I'll give you a dollar to leave me alone, bro. Damn. I was hoping for something good. And they, they throw this on me? I might as well be watching Bebe's kid. Oh, wow. That's terrible. I don't know, man. Uh, of all the, the great matchups that we possibly could have had, this is just cheeks, I think. We have a lot of history with all the other teams. And then they give us Arizona. People forget Arizona's there. Not only the state, but the team. It wasn't for all, you know, that Shiki's baby with the crazy hair. Nobody would even talk about Arizona these days. That's messed up, man. It kind of disappointed me. That's the game I'm going to go to to start my Raider year, the opener. But, hey, it is what it is. It's still going to be hella tight out there. We're going to have a good time. And uh, Mike, the call before me, I believe it was Mike. Don't worry, Mike, guys. It's Raider's house. You know, they do their stupid little chant, whose house? Well, when we were there, it wasn't Ram House, baby. It was Raider House. There you it's go. It's L.A., and it's still our home, and will be till the, end, till the end of time. You guys have a great day. Thank you for taking my call. Thanks for the call. Appreciate you, Fargo. And I'll say this. Uh, you bring up a good point about L.A. Uh, the Raiders play in L.A. twice, right? They play in L.A. twice this year, which is going to be great. Because we know that Raider Nation is going to really represent. So, yeah, there's eight home games at Allegiant Stadium. But there's also two games in L.A. where it's very, very heavy Raider fans. Against the Chargers, you know it's going to be a dominant Raider crowd. And against the Rams, it's going to be pretty damn close. You know, I mean, now there's a lot of bandwagon uh, Ram fans now because they won the Super Bowl. But, I mean, for the most part, man, it's going to be wall-to-wall Raider fans Two more times, and it won't be at Legion Stadium, but it'll be there at SoFi Stadium. So it's almost like, I say almost, I'm not going to be totally disrespectful and say that it's a, you know, it's, it's a complete home game. But, I mean, it's almost like having a couple extra home games. So I definitely appreciate that call, my man. Again, we want to hear from you. We're talking about the schedule. What two games are you looking forward to? What home game and what away game? 702-365-9200. Let's talk to our guy, Jared. He's right here in Vegas. Welcome to the show. What's on your mind? Just kidding. He's gone. How about Goose in Fresno? Goose, what's on your mind? Welcome to the show. All right, Bobby told me, hold on. I like that. How about I get a, a text in on the Sam and Ash text line, 69187, keyword R&R. I love Bobby so much in the home studio holding it down. He said, being from Arizona, my brother-in-law is a huge Cardinals fan. 
We have a bet. Flying in one, fly in one way, and loser pays for the flight back. I like that. Okay, fly, flying in one way, the loser pays for the flight back. That's awesome. That's a really good. Uh, that's a really good bet right there. Uh, now, if I were to be on the end of that bet and I lose, ain't nobody getting home because <laughs> I'd probably end up getting salty and be like, "Never mind. I was just kidding. I ain't paying for that flight home." But if you get stuck in Vegas. That's not a bad thing to do. How about uh, how about we do uh, Jared? Jared in Vegas, welcome back to the show. What's on your mind? Hey, thanks, Q. Uh, that was not my dial tone, so <laughs> thanks for taking my call. Um, I, I I just got to comment on this uh, this slow drip process, if that's what they want to call it. Man, I got I got an alert on my phone. I'm thinking it's a schedule, and <laughs> it's the Cardinals, bro. Right. Talk about a letdown. Talk <laughs> about a letdown. Q, my mom. And Dad used to do this thing where we could open one present on Christmas Eve. Yeah. You know what we just opened up? A bag of socks, bro. I just opened up a bag of socks with that. Man, they can take this schedule release drip process and stick it in the dumpsters at SoFi. Laters. Nice, nice. Good stuff, good stuff. Thank you so much for that. I do appreciate you. And, yeah, man, it's funny, man. That that slow drip process is um, – to say it's annoying is is – uh, understatement, right? Uh, I know that some people just love it because it's getting some kind of content and people could talk about it and speculate. That's what it really did. It led to a bunch of speculation. It led to a bunch of different people saying, hey, if they're going to slow drip it, we're going to slow drip it too. And honestly, I think that that's what happened. I think that the NFL saw these different accounts that said uh, that they were leaks and realized how wrong they were and thought, hey, well, we can leak a game, a game, a game, a game. And we can get the same effect except for we're actually telling the truth instead of just making up some stuff. So, uh, yeah, man, good good stuff. And I like the comparison right there when you talk about uh, your parents let you open up one gift on Christmas. <laughs> that's that's real. Good stuff. I like that. Hey, let's uh, talk to our guy, Slow Jam James. He's welcome, welcome him to the show. What's on your mind? Welcome to the show. James, I'm chilling, man. I'm doing all right. This is uh, the Slow Jam Hour. Yes, it is. Yes, sir. <laughs> so, um, what I'm looking forward to is, uh, as far as the the away games are, is the uh, Seattle Seahawks because the majority of my family on my wife's side are all from the Pacific Northwest, and you know they they talk Seahawks pretty much all the time, and it's getting kind of annoying. So it'd be nice to go up there with some uh, some Raider gear and uh, some Raider fans with me, and and kind of tear that place up a little bit and show them what uh, what us Raiders can do. And then when it comes to the home game, I know they're not saying it, you know, publicly, but privately, I guarantee you that Ngakwe and Bradley have this date circled whenever it comes out. But when the Colts come to town, that's one of the games I want to go to because I know that's going to be pretty intense, um, and, and I'm looking forward to it. So I'm very excited. I don't really mind the slow drip process that much, um, but I am a little disappointed. I know Fargo had mentioned it before that uh, – our week one game is kind of like a uh, not really fantastic, but I know that we're going to have some fantastic ones coming up. So looking forward to the season. Cool. Hey, great call, my man. Thank you. Appreciate you. And, you know, it's funny. I haven't mentioned Ngakwe and Gus Bradley. And, you know, Ngakwe has made that uh, big to do. And I actually tried to get Tyler Dunn on the show who write, wrote the piece about Ngakwe saying that, uh, you know, he, he's going to show the Raiders that they made a mistake when they, uh, you know, when they when they traded him to, to Indianapolis. And I've seen a lot of Raider fans talk about Ngakwe. And it's like, oh, he should have been better. If he was better, he'd still be here. And kind of kind of salty that, that he's talking like that. But, you know, what I'll say in, in Ngakwe's defense – that's why we all as Raider fans, and I say we all as Raider fans, 
That's why we all loved Ngakwe when he was a Raider, right? Because he had that edge to him. I, I thought that that edge was cool. If I'm a guy who gets traded, regardless, it might sound petty, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of doing the same thing. Like, hey, I'm going to show that they made a mistake. I'll tell you right now, for me personally, I laugh all the time I get a text from Central Texas. When I get a text from Central Texas or someone hears me doing an ESPN national show and they're like, hey, man, it's great to hear from you. I laugh and I think to myself, and I know it's petty and it's fine, I'll, I'll own it. I laugh and say, yeah, that's right, Central Texas could have had this. It could have had me, but they didn't, they didn't appreciate what they had until it was gone. You know what I mean? Like, that's, that's just me. And I think that that's okay. That's why I think that we all appreciated Ngakwe because he brought some edge to the to the Raiders. And I think he helped Max Crosby a lot. You saw the season that Crosby had. They were thick as thieves, man. I saw that in practice. I saw it in training camp. You saw those guys push each other. I think that Ngakwe did a lot of good things for, for Crosby. I don't have any issue with him saying that he's going to show the Raiders that they made a mistake because I would want a player, just as a fan of the league, I would want a player to say, hey, I'm going to show that my old team that they made a mistake. I would think that that's what any anybody would want to do, right? That's the kind of edge you're supposed to have. If you're just like, oh, it's cool. It's cool. Hey, you know, I was there. And I think that Ngakwe in his defense as well, I think he really enjoyed being a Raider. You know, now I'll say this. I think Chandler Jones is a is an upgrade. Uh, I think he fits in this scheme that, that Patrick Graham wants to run uh, a lot better than Ngakwe does. And obviously the, the front office does too. The coaching staff does as well, or else they wouldn't have made the move. I just think – that, you know, Ngakwe, unfortunately for him, has been traded again and moved on from again, and it's multiple times so far in his career. But I have no problem with him, you know, having an axe to grind or feeling, you know, like he was slighted a little bit and he's going to, you know, bring it to the table. As long as he, you know, plays clean and isn't doing anything dirty to go out there and do something just, like you know, foul, which I don't expect him to do. He's, he's way more respectful than that. Um, you know, and I don't think – I think 99.9% of the league would be, you know, edgy but not, not – reckless and stuff like that I mean because these are guys careers on the line so you don't want to go out and do something stupid but I don't have any problem with him having a little bit of edge to him but I do look forward to that game uh just because I, I want to see you know how Gus Bradley goes up against his old, old team now that's not my favorite uh, home game that they're gonna be playing but that's definitely one that I'm intrigued by let's get one more call in how about Ruben in Vegas what's on your mind welcome to the show Ruben a great point there Cube I mean that's 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 the competitiveness competitiveness that we want but also it could be used as bullet board material for our Raiders, you know. Yep. Like, look yep. what happened with the, the with Mac, who was with the Bears in the first game. He played us. You know, he didn't, I mean, I didn't hear nothing on the media side of, or smack talking, but the Raiders, you know, everyone thought he was going to tear us up, tear us up. And look what happened. We won that game against the Bears over right. the, uh, overseas. But uh, as, as far as games, like the home game, I'm kind of looking, you know, forward to is all of a sudden, because I'm from Central Cali, uh, uh, half of my family are Raider fans. Half of them are Niner, uh, Weiner fans. And, and all of a sudden, all of a sudden, because I live in Vegas, here in Vegas, they want to be hitting me up. Hey, what's up, cousin? What's up, primo? You know, this is mad. <laughs> I'm like, nah, 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 nah. You ain't staying with me. Ain't no space with me, especially the Niner fans. But the Raider fans, I'm like, yeah, yeah, primo. You can make stay at my house anytime, any day. Nice. I love it. I love it. Great stuff right there. That's right, man. You can't let the opposition stay at the house while uh, while it's game week, right? <laughs> I love it. Good stuff, man. Thank you for the call. Appreciate you. Uh, let's get Juan in Vegas. You're on the show. Welcome to the show. What's on your mind? What's up, Q? What's going on? Hey, man, I'm chilling. Man, I'm looking forward to three games, Q. Okay. And that's against the AFC, AFC West, dog. I'm just saying, I can't stand those Chiefs. And, it, <laughs> and it's about time somebody claims the West. And, and, and if I see this Chiefs beat us one more time at, at, at Allegiant Stadium, bro, I'm, bro, I'm going to lose my mind. I cannot stand these cats, bro. It's, it's about time. We finally got a stacked team, 
and we can match up with those cats. And Fat Andy Reid and all those guys, Chiefs Mahomes and all those dudes, is, now is our time. I, I'm just saying, against the Chiefs, against the Donkeys, and the Dischargers. Let's go Raiders. There he goes. That's my guy. That's my guy, Juan, right here in uh, in Vegas. Appreciate the call. I'll say this, and then we'll take a break. Jermaine Illuminor, who obviously is an offensive lineman for the Raiders, uh, very familiar with his Patriots uh, scheme and the coaching staff as he was in New England for a little while, he just tweeted out, back-to-back home games to open the season. How lucky are we? Obviously, he's talking about SoFi Stadium and Allegiant Stadium. So there you go. You can see the players are already starting to get uh, fired up and, uh, you know, just like I said, jacked up and, and fired up about the upcoming season and looking at the schedule. The Raiders open up with the Chargers at SoFi, and then their first home game, as we know it, as the Raiders have tweeted it out, is against the Arizona Cardinals at Allegiant Stadium. We'll take a quick break, get some more of your calls and texts. Plus, we'll let you know where a former Raider signed, because a former Raider that just uh, met with the Raiders, he has signed somewhere. He's no longer a free agent. And uh, we'll tell you a couple more little nuggets. Uh, this is Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920. Unnecessary roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. I'm gonna have to kick you, you know what, today. Here's your boy Q. Coming up at 3:30, Zach Cox, Patriots beat writer for NESN. He'll join the show. Talk all things about Jarrett Stidham. The Raiders make a trade for Jarrett Stidham earlier today. They also released Garrett Gilbert, who was the third quarterback on the on the roster. Kind of figured that that was going to happen, and especially after seeing Jarrett Stidham uh, get traded for, then you really knew that Garrett Gilbert was on his way out of there. Uh, the Raiders get Stidham and a 2023 seventh round pick. The Patriots get a 2023 sixth round pick in return. Did want to give you a little bit of piece of news from around the NFL. Former Raider linebacker Nick Kwiatkowski who visited with the team on Tuesday. A lot of conversation and speculation about hey, maybe if he comes back he could be a nice depth piece. Well, uh, that is no longer part of the mix as the Atlanta Falcons are signing Nick Kwiatkowski to a one-year deal and he reunites with uh, Ryan Pace who was uh, there with him in Chicago as the Bears general manager. So Ryan Pace who's now in the front office of the Falcons is very familiar with Kwiatkowski so they sign him to a deal. So that's a done deal. Also, earlier in the show today, uh, I let you know about Jerry Judy, who got arrested earlier today on Basically, it's a misdemeanor charge, but it sounds a whole lot worse than what it really is. And again, I'm not a lawyer. Maybe I should have asked Gangster Writer when he was on. But uh, Jerry Judy was arrested on Thursday on second-degree criminal tampering charges with a domestic violence enhancer. So from what I've been reading on this, uh, he's being held on a no-bond hold right now. Uh, but what I'm being, what I'm really reading about this and kind of uh, learning about it is it sounds like he took his girlfriend or significant other's cell phone and slammed it down and it broke. That's what it basically is starting to sound like. Uh, let's see. Second-degree criminal tampering in Colorado means tampering with another person's property, a.k.a. the phone, with intent to cause injury, inconvenience, or annoyance, meaning break it. The domestic violence enhancer is based on Judy's relationship with the accuser. Uh, the Broncos said we are aware of the matter involving Judy and are in process of gathering more information, uh, yada, yada, yada. You know how that goes. So uh, it doesn't sound like it's too major, but it's obviously not a good look. It's something that you definitely don't want to be uh, on that end of. You never want your, you never want to be arrested, but you sure never want to be involved with anything where it says domestic violence because that's never a good thing. Let's take a quick call real quick before we get to Zach, and let's go out to the phone lines and talk to our guy, Alan, right here in Vegas. What's on your mind? Welcome to the show. Hey, what's up, Q? I'm Stoked for week one, Raiders and Chargers. 
last year here at Allegiant, it was the best game of the NFL the season by far. That's the only way you got to start the season with the same matchup. And as far as the Cardinals, you know what? I'll I'll take the easy game, and I, I say easy, and here's why. Like you said earlier, they are without D Hop. Kingsbury's on the, on the hot seat. Murray, he he complains about his contract. He's probably not going to take the next step up, and they have no running back. You know what? I'll take that game. We'll go two and zero, and we'll see who we play week three. There it is. There it is. I like it. Good stuff. Good stuff. Good call, my man. I definitely appreciate you. Uh, I got a text from Black Hole Sun. My birthday is on a Sunday in October. I live in Georgia. Praying they play Jacksonville, New Orleans, or Tennessee on that day. That is from Black Hole Sun, so that's a good one. Uh, Vegas Pete wanted to chime in about Unique Ngakwe. He said Ngakwe will be shut out by Colton Miller, who blocked him in practice all last year. Uh, Sir Whiskey Ray, 9.20 a.m. Is it 5 p.m. yet? Looking forward to the announcement of the 2022 schedule. Cheers. That's from Sir Whiskey Ray. Uh, we got another text. Q, the home game I'm looking forward to is the Santa Clara 49ers. The away game is definitely uh, New Orleans. I got family there, and it's always a good time in NOLA, which is real. No doubt about that. Uh, another text about Unique Ngakwe. I wonder if Ngakwe is going to try to gather the Colts defense on the Raiders logo before the game. That's obviously in reference to what the Raiders did last year in Kansas City when he was kind of the leader of the charge of that, and we all know that that didn't work out too well. So uh, I don't know, and I don't think he'll be doing too much of that anymore. Uh, how about Big Deuce? He hit us up and said the home game is definitely the 49ers of Great America to continue the Battle of the Bay and to shut down that faithful to the Bay and that bang-bang Niner gang crap. <laughs> Away as always, the Chargers went to many San Diego versus Oakland games when I was in the Navy down there. Again, that is from Big Deuce. Um, let's see. Then Vegas Pete said, dude, I'm a disabled senior citizen. I'd be happy if someone could get me in Allegiant Stadium for a Raiders game. 50-year fan. I'm not planning on any trips except to the bathroom. All right. That'll work, and appreciate your service, my man. Thank you so much for that. Again, that is from Vegas Pete. So we just kind of been going over. We know, as a matter of fact, right now we'll find out at 5 o'clock the whole meal deal as far as the Raiders schedule and the whole NFL schedule. And this is a big holiday. I mean, it really has been. It's just it's incredible that a sport can find a way to release the schedule of a team and we all could be as locked in as we are on it. But we absolutely are all locked in. We know the first two games – courtesy of the teams that actually put out the information themselves. Uh, the Chargers announced that their first home game of the year is the first week of the season against the Raiders. So the Raiders will be traveling to SoFi Stadium, and then the Raiders put out their first home game is week two, where they'll be hosting the Arizona Cardinals. So we know, as a matter of fact, right now, that the Raiders will take on the Chargers in SoFi, and then they'll host the Cardinals in week two. And then we'll find out the rest a little bit later on. Of course, when Vinny Bonsignor is on, uh, I think I'll join his show a little while, a little bit as well uh, to talk about the schedule. I'll also be joining Eddie Pascal on Raiders.com to kind of look at the schedule and break that down. So you can always check that out. Uh, we'll have that on YouTube, have it on the website, all that good stuff. So that should be a whole lot of fun uh, just being a part of that and being here at the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center. Bobby, who's back in the home studio, the, the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio, when you have Zach on the line, let me know and uh, we'll go ahead and get to him. To, oh, check my phone. Bobby said check my phone. Check Zach's number. The one you gave me is disconnected. All right. Well, <laughs> All right, we're on the fly here, Bobby. Sorry about that, brother. Sometimes I write things down the wrong way, I guess. All right, well, I'll check the number. I don't really know how to give it to you and give it to you over the air. I don't want to do that. Okay. I can't text and talk at the same time. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Sure you can. JT does it all the time. Go ahead. I'm trying, brother. I'm trying, man. You got me. 
You got you me just working. Just read off some baseball scores or whatever while you're texting. I By got the way, it. I, the A's won. <laughs> did they? With how many fans there? About twelve. <laughs> I uh, I said it but to you. You're counting the people that work there, so. Right, no doubt. I think that you should have it now. So <laughs> thank you for that. I appreciate it. Uh, I tried to be cool and write down the phone numbers for Bobby, knowing that I was going to be here and he was going to be there. And apparently I wrote down his number wrong. So that does not help. So sorry about that, Bobby. I apologize. Uh, but it, behind the scenes, look, so funny. Bobby told me in my ear, check your phone, dude. <laughs> you gave me the wrong number. I love it. Bobby is a no frills, no thrills type of dude, man. He calls it how he sees it. So uh, a lot of good stuff. I guess I better keep my phone uh, with me at all times now. I had it across the room. <laughs> all right. Let me get on to the next thing. Let me check another text real quick while we're efforting Zach. Uh, if you were to just forget about what team they're going to and just evaluate the player alone, which player do you think adds more to a team, Devontae Adams or Russell Wilson? That's a really good question. I'll get back to that text in a matter of minutes. But first, we got to go to Zach Cox. Who, Zach, you, you have no idea uh, the, the great efforts and the great times we just had getting you on. I, I gave Bobby the wrong number on accident as I'm at the Raiders facility right now. He's back at the home studio. So somehow over the air, without putting your phone number on the air, we were trying to pass it back and forth. So we definitely appreciate your time this afternoon. Wanted to talk about Jared Stidham. The Raiders made a trade for him earlier. And I remember him in high school and in college. You know, I was in Central Texas covering him at the time. And he was a guy that everyone knew was going to go to the league. And even there was a time when he was in New England, people thought he was going to be uh, the heir apparent to Tom Brady. Obviously, that didn't shake out. But what have you seen from Jarrett Stidham as a member of the Patriots? Well, first off, I'm glad you guys were able to go through uh, so many hoops to, uh, to get me on here. I appreciate that. Um, as for what we've seen from Jarrett Stidham, honestly, not a whole lot in the last two years or so. Uh, as you mentioned, there was a stretch there where he looked like a – legitimate candidate to replace Tom Brady in New England. Uh, he looked really good as a rookie in uh, in training camp in the preseason. So, so coming into that second year, uh, it was really looked at as a legitimate competition between him and Cam Newton. Then, um, unfortunately for Jared Stidham, he suffered an injury right at the start of that training camp, ended up missing a week or two. By the time he got back, he, the Cam had basically won that job. Uh, and he didn't really have much of a chance of uh, of jumping over him on the depth chart. And and then I think it was pretty telling late that season, uh, so not this most recent season, but the one before, even as Cam Newton really struggled, even as the Patriots offense really struggled, Bill Belichick never went to Jarrett Stidham. He never started a single game in his Patriots tenure, uh, and then he ended up not actually playing a single snap last year. So uh, it's been a good while since we've seen anything from Jarrett Stidham on the field, but uh, I do think he's going to a very good situation out there in Vegas and certainly a situation where he has more of a chance to uh, uh, to land a roster spot and a, a prominent backup job than he had here in New England. Talking right now with Zach Cox from uh, NESN. He's a Patriots beat writer, does a fantastic job. And as far as Jared Stidham and this system, we've heard that Josh McDaniel's system is, is really complicated. And so once you learn it, then you're good, but you've got to learn it first. How much do you think that that's going to help Jared at the very least just try to fill in that, that backup quarterback role because he has three seasons under Josh McDaniels? It's going to be huge for him. Uh, I'm sure you'll see some tweaks to Josh McDaniel's system uh, out there in Vegas from the one that he ran in New England, but uh, as you mentioned, the, the Josh McDaniels offense is notoriously complicated. It's very difficult for quarterbacks and receivers and running backs and, and basically anybody at, every, at any position to grasp and to master. So the fact that even though Jared Stidham hasn't done much of anything on the field in his NFL career, 
he at least has those three years of experience uh, of being in the meeting rooms, on the practice field, in this system, uh, which will, will certainly help him. I, I think that's why a lot of people viewed this as the most likely landing spot for Jared Stidham uh, because it did appear very clear once the Patriots used a fourth-round draft pick on another quarterback, Bailey Zappi, this year that kind of the, the days were numbered for Stidham in New England. I think everybody viewed Vegas and Josh McDaniels as the most likely landing spot there. Well, we know, Zach, that today is the is the schedule release. We know that the NFL is given a slow drip process. There's been a lot of leaks, a lot of fake leaks. There's all kind of stuff when it comes to the schedule. But how much is that Raider game being circled on the calendar whenever it comes out? You know, how much is the fans in New England looking forward to that game because of all the ties? Oh, yeah, it'll be huge. It's probably the most uh, highly anticipated matchup, I would say, on the Patriots schedule, uh, even though uh, I'm sure there will be other games with – greater implications uh, especially within the AFC East but uh, this is just such an interesting storyline with Josh McDaniels having been in New England for so long uh, the last time he played against or he coached against the Patriots when he was with Denver uh, there was a lot of controversy coming out of that game because he basically celebrated it like he won the Super Bowl uh, he, he says he's he's learned a lot since uh, since his Denver Broncos days uh, which obviously did not turn out particularly well for him uh, and, and then, again, he's just spent so much time in New England. He's been a part of every one of the Patriots' Super Bowl-winning teams. Uh, so the fact that he's going to be coaching against the Patriots and with a coaching staff and a roster that is filled with former Patriots and familiar faces there, that's, that's definitely going to be a game that everybody will have circled on their calendars. And it'll be in Las Vegas, so I'm sure he'll see a, a lot of Patriots fans make the trip out for that. Right, no doubt. I mean, that's a, a definitely. A lot of fans want to come to Vegas and, and hang out. As far as Josh McDaniels, the head coach, how much have you seen him grow? And then he brings over some other coaches off that, that Patriots staff, including the offensive coordinator Mick Lombardi. How much do you think that that's going to help these guys grow here in Vegas? Yeah, I think he's grown a lot just in, in talking with him uh, over the last couple of years, really. Once it, 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 I mean, it became clear that he was probably eventually going to get another opportunity to be a head coach. Uh, even after the way things ended in Denver and even after uh, the way things ended in Indianapolis with him taking that job and, and then stepping away from it. Um, he, he has He's one of the most talented offensive minds in the NFL, and he's talked a lot about how much he learned from a kind of an overall organiza- organization management perspective uh, from that first stint in Denver, where I, I think he's going to do things a, a, a lot differently this time around. He's not going to come in and immediately tried to be a, a Bill Belichick clone, which has given a lot of Patriots assistance problems when they tried to uh, take head coaching job, jobs elsewhere and really just sort of transplant Bill Belichick's approach and system. That doesn't really work when you're not Bill Belichick and you don't have his resume. Uh, I think McDaniels knows that now, and I think he's going to have a lot more success with the Raiders than he did uh, the first time around in Denver. And, and then, yeah, he does, he does bring over – a lot of, of ex-Patriots assistants. You mentioned Nick Lombardi, uh, also Car- uh, Carmen Brasillo, the offensive yeah. line coach. Uh, Patrick Graham was a longtime Patriots assistant for a while before he went to uh, to the Giants, I believe. Uh, he's one of the real bright defensive um, names in the NFL. I'm sure he'll get some head coaching buzz within the next couple of years for sure. Uh, so yeah, so there's a lot of talent on, on that coaching staff and certainly a lot of people with uh, Patriots ties on there. 
You've seen the Patriots' offense be very successful. You've seen Josh McDaniels dial it up with, I don't want to disrespect anyone, but some guys that aren't the talent of a Devontae Adams, a Darren Waller, even a Hunter Renfro. I mean, we've seen them very successful with slot receivers. With those kind of weapons that the Raiders have now with those guys that I mentioned, how dangerous do you think that this offense could be for Josh? I think it can be extremely dangerous, yeah. As you mentioned, I agree with that, that this is a more talented, certainly pass-catching group uh, than McDaniels has had in New England in, in quite some time. Uh, it, was, it was pretty good as it was even before they went out and added Devontae Adams. Uh, I'm, I'm really interested to see what McDaniels does with Hunter Renfro, uh, who was a player that everybody around here thought was going to be a Patriot back in 2019 or, or whatever that year was that he came out in the draft. Uh, really interested to see how he uses him. Uh, yeah, and then you get Devontae Adams, you have Dar- Darren Waller in there. Uh, this is a, a ton of talent. In this, uh, in this Raiders offense. Uh, I know a lot of people nationally aren't uh, the biggest Derek Carr fans, but uh, I think he's a very good quarterback to run Daniel's system, especially when he has all this talent around him. So uh, I think that you, you could easily see the, the Raiders improve this year from what they were last year and be very much in the, uh, the playoff race in this very loaded AFC this year. Yeah, this AFC is going to be a dogfight, right? Especially the AFC West is going to be a monster. And I keep saying that Josh McDaniels didn't leave the Patriots for a rebuild. He, he he left the Patriots to go to a team where he believes he can win. I just, I mean, and you know, you cover the Patriots. I don't see him leaving a team and going, a very successful team, going to a team that he thinks, yeah, I don't have a good chance to win. I, I feel like he definitely believes he has a great chance to win with the Raiders. Yeah, and I think that's evident in the moves that they made this offseason, most notably the uh... – the Devontae Adams trade, but also going out and getting Chandler Jones and getting another, a couple more of these kind of big money, big ticket free agents. Uh, yeah, this this certainly isn't someone coming in and saying, all right, I have kind of a five-year plan, maybe in year three or four we'll contend. Uh, I think he is planning on contending right away. Uh, again, we'll, we'll see if he's able to do that because he does play in the most difficult division uh, in the NFL from, from what everything looks like so far. So it, it'll be a tricky road for him so, uh, for sure, but Definitely has a good amount of talent on that roster and on that coaching staff. Right, exactly. Again, we're talking with Zach Cox here on Unnecessary Roughness, Radio Nation Radio 920. Just got a couple more questions for you. As far as uh, just the schedule, it's coming out. Like I said, it's coming out at 5 Pacific Standard Time. It should be dropping. Is there a certain game that you're looking forward to, or how do you look at the schedule when you start breaking it down? You kind of look at what the uh, the marquee games are uh, first. Every team probably has three or four of those. Um, for the Patriots, the, the Raiders one is, is right up at the top of that list this year, I think. Um, also, the, they've got a game at Lambeau, which is always a good time. they got a yeah. game uh, against Joe Burrow. Uh, you always want to see where the team's divisional games are. Those tend to be kind of front-loaded and back-loaded, uh, especially in those final few weeks of the season where you have the, uh, the, really, the divisional races really coming to a head. Um, that's always an interesting thing to see where those games fall. Um, and then it's just nice to kind of know what your entire uh, fall is going to look like, both from a fan <laughs> and from a, uh, a reporter's perspective. It's nice to have a, uh, a good idea of that after a couple months of uncertainty here. Right, right. Where are you going? When are you going to be home? When, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> always, man, that's always a good one. You hit that right on the head. Finally for you, Zach, we started this thing off talking with, about Jared Stidham. Uh, I'll wrap it up with Jared Stidham. Do you think at some point he has the ability to at least be a decent backup in the league? Do you think they can get that out of him? I think so. Uh, I think if he can stay healthy, uh, injuries, again, as I mentioned, have been issue, mm-hmm. issues for him in the last couple of years. Uh, but when he's been healthy and when he's been on the field, 
he's been impressive. I mean, at least in, the, in a preseason setting, uh, hasn't really done much uh, in the regular season, but he's almost always garbage time anyway. Uh, I, I do think that he can be a quality NFL backup in this league that sticks around for another six, seven, eight years, uh, especially since he's paired up with, with a coach like Josh McDaniels, who he does know well and whose system he does know well. But uh, injuries and health are going to be the biggest thing for him. He's got to stay on the field if he has a chance of, of earning a roster spot here. But uh, I think he's in a, a pretty ideal situation. Yeah, that's all you need. I mean, if you're going to be a backup, you got to at least be available, right? <laughs> I mean, that's the that's the point of being the backup is you got to be available. Well, Zach, great stuff. Yeah, you number got the, one priority. Yep. Exactly. You got the Patriots podcast. You're you're doing some writing on NESN. You're covering the Patriots like a glove. What do you got coming out that I need to be on the lookout for? Yeah, we'll have a a new episode of the Nesson Patriots podcast most likely next week, breaking down all of this uh, all of this schedule release stuff uh, and all the exciting kind of off season happenings. Those usually come out. Uh, on Wednesdays if anybody wants to check those out on nothing.com. All right, that'll work. You making the trip out to Vegas whenever that game is? Absolutely. It sounds like that'll be potentially a mid-December trip, if, if I'm believing some of the leaks. So, okay. yeah, I, I will most certainly make my way out there. I like it. I like it. Well, thank you for your time, my man. When you get out here, we'll have to make sure we link up, man. I'll see you at Allegiant Stadium. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Absolutely appreciate you. There he goes. Zach Cox does a fantastic job covering the Patriots like a glove, giving us a little bit of a background on Jarrett Stidham, the new quarterback, the new backup quarterback for the Raiders. Uh, Of course, they have Nick Mullins, and Jarrett Stidham now comes over. Very familiar with Josh McDaniel's system, but uh, as you heard from Zach right there, he's had a problem staying healthy. That is one of his big issues, and so if you're a backup quarterback, you have to be healthy right? Availability is the number one key. I mean, it's the, it's the biggest thing in the league, period. But if you're the backup, availability is your, like, I don't want to say only requirement, but it's damn near your only requirement. You've got to be available. If you're not available for that, then what are you available for, right? I mean, man, to be a backup quarterback, you've got to at least be available. Many thanks to Zach. Many thanks for Bobby for jumping through a few extra hoops to be able to get him on. I do appreciate that. 344 is the time. We'll come back. We'll close out the shop from the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center. This is Radio Nation Radio 920. Unnecessary roughness. Unnecessary roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. I'm gonna have to kick you, you know what today. Here's your boy Q. I was just looking at a tweet that the NFL sent out. NFL schedule release 2022 week one. They put all the games that are gonna be played week one. Of course, they got the Raiders at the Chargers, the Broncos at the Seahawks, Chiefs at the Cardinals. It's one game. Oh, they got the Bills at the Rams. I always get those L.A.s. I always have to look at them twice. Anyway, uh, this one game on here, Sunday Night Football, week one, is the Buccaneers at the Cowboys. And you're probably wondering, like, why is that a big deal? Because they played last season to start the season, but it was Thursday Night Football. So that's not very creative. They had Buccaneers-Cowboys for the week one last year, but that kicked off the football season on Thursday. And now it's Sunday Night Football? Eh. Not so much. I don't know. That one's that one's not too for the primetime game, that's not a that's not a good one for me. I mean I know it's not about me, but whatever. The Monday night football game is the Broncos at the Seahawks. That's kind of a meh to me too, because I'm really confused about the Seahawks. I don't know who they're gonna be this year. I really don't. I'm so confused about that quarterback position. 
and Denver. Well, I mean, I guess that's a good one because it's, Den- it's Russell Wilson returned to Seattle. So there you go. That's why they did that one. That would make sense. That's what we do when we do things on the fly here. All right. Got a text from Mike from Paramount, California. Said, what up, Q? Definitely the key games to attend this year, both at home and away. He didn't pick one of each. He picked <laughs> multiples. Rams versus the Raiders in L.A. Raiders versus New England in Vegas. Raiders versus 49ers in Vegas. Raiders versus Saints in New Orleans. And Raiders versus Seahawks in Seattle. That's from my man Mike. Uh, definitely appreciate that, my man. Multiple games that he's looking forward to. And, I mean, that's the reality of it, right? I mean, we're all looking forward to all the games. But there are certain ones that I think just kind of stand out and uh, really make you sit back and look. And so, uh, you know, excited to see how everything is going to be laid out. You know, that's the biggest thing. Is like you know the opponents, but the question is, how is it going to be laid out? When is the bye week? That's always such a, a major one for me. When does the bye week fall for the Raiders? Is it going to be early in the season? Is it going to be near the middle or at the middle? Is it going to be late in the season? I can't stand late bye weeks. I think that those are always – I don't know. I don't think it does the teams any favors because they've already gone through the majority of the season and then they have a bye week and then they have a couple games left. I don't like those. Um, And then the super early ones, like there's some teams that have a bye week like after week one. Like, really? (laughs) You know what I mean? Really? And the other thing to note is the Raiders have four preseason games. Remember, because they play in the Hall of Fame game against the Jaguars. uh, So they'll be playing in that as well. So they have an extra game to kind of prepare, and Josh McDaniels will, you know, I know that there won't be starters playing in that game, but he'll be able to get, you know, his feet wet again as far as being the, the head coach and the play caller and, you know, everything that he's going to get done uh, on the sidelines. So he's going to kind of get back into the swing of things. So I think that's going to help him in a major way just, uh, just by being able to, uh, you know, to be, have that extra game and be on the sideline. Um, wanted to give you an update real quick before we get out of here. I know we only got a couple minutes left. Uh, this is from Kyle Clark talking about what's going on with Jerry Judy in Denver. Broncos wide receiver Jerry Ju- Judy admitted to investigators he locked his child's mother's wallet and baby formula in his car because she took one of his phones per documents. She told investigators she wanted to leave Judy, and uh, he used Judy's girlfriend used a neighbor's phone to call for help. He was arrested on suspicion of misdemeanor domestic violence and criminal tampering. So there you go. That is uh, what Jerry Judy has admitted to, that the situation was with his child's mom. Uh, He took her wallet and baby formula and locked it in his car uh, because she took one of his phones. So uh, you kind of see how that situation plays out. And, uh, yeah, just hate to hear any player getting arrested, any player involved in any kind of situation like that. But that's going on currently right now with Broncos wide receiver Jerry Judy. Again, a situation that just looks to be a, a, a misdemeanor, and I'm sure they'll get that all worked out. And the biggest issue will be that relationship with him and his, uh, and his, and his kid's mom because that situation could always become a pretty ugly situation. Uh, got a text from Muhammad in Oakland, 69187, keyword R&R. Uh, what games he's looking forward to when the Raiders host the Niners. This year should represent Oakland, make it a throwback game. Oakland versus San Francisco. That's from Muhammad in Oakland. Heard that a few times, actually, from Muhammad. And, yeah, that would be fun. That would be fun to have the old throwback jerseys on and uh, go at it like that. And, uh, again, the Raiders owe the 49ers. I- I'll <laughs> Let me tell you, the Raiders owe the 49ers in a major way. I will never forget that Thursday night game. I'll never forget uh, the way that, that the 49ers gave the Raiders the business. I mean, that was just really Really embarrassing, uh, and that was a that was a terrible way to wrap up the Battle of the Bay. 
I know the Raiders played in the the you know in Santa Clara last year in the preseason, but that didn't really matter. Uh, the other question I have for the 49er game, uh, depending on when it's being played, who's who's the quarterback? Is it Jimmy G? Is it Trey Lance? You know, I mean, is, is Jimmy G going to be a 49er this year? I my gut feeling tells me it's going to be Jimmy G. My gut feeling tells me Jimmy G is going to end up being the the quarterback this year for the 49ers. I don't think that a team's going to trade for him, and I don't know if the the 49ers are going to be ready to pass the sticks on to Trey Lance. I know they traded, gave up a lot of draft capital, but Jimmy G still found a way to help them get to the playoffs. So as long as they're making the playoffs and, and trying to make a run, regardless if it's because of him or or just, I mean he he did some he did good enough things to get them to the playoffs and help them get to the playoffs last year. Uh, of course they've got the situation going on with Debo Samuel, but I'm expecting that to get worked out. So who's going to be the quarterback? Is it going to be Jimmy G or Trey Lance? That's the storyline to look at going into the Raiders and into the 49ers. Uh, how about this one? <laughs> Damn it, Q, the NFL should have never put a team in Vegas. And then sarcasm in small words. No doubt, no doubt. Anytime something happens uh, with the Raiders off the field, it's like, see, it's because of Vegas, but then something happens with someone else uh, off the field, and it's just like, oh, that was just a bad situation, which it is. I'm not trying to make light of the Jerry Judy situation or any other situation when it comes to players getting arrested, but, uh, yeah, it drives me crazy when the first thing everyone wants to do is is blame the the city of Las Vegas because, oh, see, there's a team in Las Vegas, and now look what's going on. You know, it's just – that's um, that's ridiculous. That's reckless. Uh, it has nothing to do with the city. Yes, I know that there's plenty of things that can go on in this city, but you ultimately have the choice to make. You could choose to make the right decision, or you can make the choice to make a bad decision, and that's what uh, players do, and, and that's unfortunate. But uh, to blame it on the city, like the texter said, damn it, the NFL should never put a team in Vegas. I think that's hilarious, uh, and I caught your sarcasm, so it's all good. But uh, definitely appreciate everyone on today's show. Vinny Bonsignor is coming up next, 4 to 6 p.m. Of course, at 5 o'clock when the full meal deal schedule comes out, uh, he'll have it, and he'll be able to tell you all about it, break it all the way down. And, uh, of course, we'll have uh, plenty to talk about here on the radio show. Matter of fact, I'm going to be joining Vinny at some point uh, on his show to talk about the the schedule. Uh, Make sure you check out Raiders.com as well as myself and Eddie Pascal. We'll do a little bit of breakdown on the schedule. So uh, you want to see that, you can check that out, Raiders.com. You can check it out on the Raiders YouTube page. Uh, It's going to be a whole lot of fun. The only thing that's bad now is that the show's over, and I got to leave the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center because I enjoy being here. It's always a fun time. I always appreciate all the people that welcome me in here with open arms. And uh, when I rolled up today, I saw saw the look like the people out there washing their cars. I thought, man, I need to get my car washed too. But then I realized it's windy, and I don't want to have to get my car washed a second time. Thanks to Bobby Machado for holding it down in the home studio. The the I, I do owe you one. I do. Bobby Bobby is my guy. I owe him one. I owe him more than that. Vinny's up next. This is Raider Nation Radio 920. I'll holler.